Wake up, church. There's a war going on for the soul of our country, where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the kingdom warriors of our time, those not afraid to speak up and walk out the word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. Yeah, do you think do you think the tax exempt status is is a a factor in this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, like you said, ab- abortion has become a political football where left and right are just tossing it. And the Republicans are terrible at this too. They could have yeah. done something against abortion. You know, they they had the White House, the House, and the Senate for the first two years of the Trump administration. What did they do for abortion? Nothing. They literally did nothing. Of course, well, they didn't was- expand it. But they didn't really do much. They could have done something. And you know, when I when I look at it, it's like a lot of these, a lot of these, um, you know, issues that you know are pressing and should be really the church should be on the forefront of fighting against exactly. these issues. It's become political, and and so the the enemy has convinced the church and the world in general that a lot of these human rights basic issues that I think we should all be able to agree on murdering babies is bad. But it's all become political. And so because it's become political, if churches speak out against it, then it's like, oh, like you're engaging in politics. We're going to take away your tax exemption status. Same thing with declaring that men are women. Just that basic biological design. It's a basic biological truth that has been true since the dawn of humanity. And then that in and of itself is a political statement. So you see so many pastors not even talking about any of that when so many of our kids are being indoctrinated and sexualized with this gender ideology. So when you look at that, yeah, definitely the tax exemption status plays a role. You know, a lot of pastors are not walking out in faith, but they're walking in fear. And, and I that's I, I have great sympathy for them because a lot their, their income is directly tied to the finances that they get from, you know, the offering and the tithing of their church members. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added on to, you, you know, like, you know, God takes care, takes care of the sparrow. How much more will he take care of you if you walk faithfully? Not saying that it's going to be easy, but, you know, he will meet your every need if you're walking in faith. Well, the, the route we're going, eventually that tax-exempt status will go away mm-hmm. because the people in power will take it away. Mm-hmm. So if we know that's probably coming down the road, then, then get rid of it. You know, I, I'm not in favor of it, actually. Because Christians shouldn't be incentivized to give to their church just for a tax write-off. You give because that's what God tells us to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe if there wasn't a tax benefit, that more churches would stand up for the things that need to be uh, stood up for, uh, political or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that they're so focused. And you know, this didn't. I'm not trying to make this podcast about bashing pastors. It's about leadership. And if leadership is the, the reason we're here in this spot right now today is because the church, Christians, mm-hmm. you and me, we did, we, we abiscated our roles in the society, in government, in media, in education. So when we're not there, there's a void and there's a dark void mm-hmm. and it's getting filled with darkness. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming back to, back to bite us in the butt. And like you say, you know, Abortion should be the number one thing that all churches should unite around. But what blows my mind is you have congregations that vote for the same people 
that vote to kill babies and they call themselves Christians. I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can call yourself a Christian and then pull a lever for a guy that's going to pull his lever and vote for abortion. Yeah, and to me, that's just wrong. I don't get it. And now we've got the same group of people that think um, putting a mask on a, a seven-year-old and sending him to school is an okay thing mm-hmm. on a fake virus or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, I saw today on, I think it was Instagram, they were shoving this uh, long Q-tip up this little infant's nose. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why? Why do you need to test the child? Why do we all, why do we even need to get tested for this? We're all going to catch this, you know what, that's, that's we're dealing with because that's what uh, a virus does. It infects people. And so, you know, I'll go off on that track. But uh, so now you did, you did, you, you were raised in the church. And I heard a podcast you talking about, you know, there's about the Korean church and how a lot of struggles that you had just dealing with people again you know a lot of the things you said you know we're dealing with leadership that just doesn't want to see that what's going on or ignores it and how do you what do we do well i mean what's your advice to to young people just to christians in general what we need to be doing um standing up for sure but how do we go about that i mean nobody's listening on Facebook and Instagram Mm -hmm. because we get canceled so much, you know, go knock on doors. That's about at this point, we're getting Mm -hmm. to where that's how we're going to have to, we're spreading the gospel. We should be spreading it anyway, person Mm -hmm. to person. Um, But what's your sense of where things need to be headed and how, how we go to address that? I I talked about this on a podcast yesterday, but the, the approach is twofold. One it's to, you know, really focus in on your home and your immediate community. So Jordan Peterson talks about this, where he's like, if you don't even have your home in order, how do you think you're going to even change the world for the better, right? And that's the problem we're seeing today. A lot of these left-wing activists come from broken homes. They don't have children. They don't have families to take care of. They don't have their home in order. If you go to their home, their beds are not even made. Their home's a mess. They don't even know how to cook for themselves. You know, they don't have their home in order. And so they don't have their home in order. And then they go out and they think they can change the world. And that's why they're messing everything up right now. They're destroying everything right now. And first and foremost, you need to have your home in order, right? If you're a parent, you know, raise your kids in a virtue and teach them to, you know, love the things that God loves and hate, hate the things that God hates. And also in your immediate community, serve, you know, get to know people. And then especially, here's the thing. 74 million people voted for Trump in this election. 74 million. I think it was more, but you know, 74 yeah. million. <laughs> and, and so, but when you think about it, if each one of those people who voted for Trump and what just one person that they cared about and was close to in their life who voted Democrat, if they're able to change their mind and their heart, then we could see something catastrophically change in the culture and also in the way that, you know, our country votes. And in our leadership, we can see astronomical change if each person, just one, just one person in their life got them to stop voting Democrat and vote Republican. Uh, well, I still have my thoughts about Republicans, but, you know, right. they're the they're the better option. And there are a lot of good you know, there are a lot of good people in, in the Republican Party. And it's right. not vote, broadly vote, bad, but you vote for the party that most aligns with your values. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you do that, you're voting conservative. Right. Absolutely. Straight down the line. So it shouldn't it shouldn't be a hard decision. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So then, you know, like I was saying, it's because right now today, being a Christian means you're a conservative in today's political, you know, socio, socio-political climate, right? There's no way around it. There's no way because if you're on the left, now you believe in murdering babies, you think in, you believe in chem- chemically castrating children and that you know, as young as five, just because they, some, some, maybe the son is like, oh, I feel like a girl. Oh, let's chop off the thingling and you're yeah. a girl now. Like it's, it's absurd. And so there's, that is not of God at all. And so when you think about the Overton window, so shifted so far to the left, where if you're a Christian today, you are a conservative. There's no way around it. And so when you think about these things, like you have to be able to convince and, you know, maybe you, you, you aren't able to convince them with facts, but a lot of times, you know, a lot of people just are very emotionally driven, driven. So showing them that if you are a conservative, you care, you know, you care about them. You care about these things that are human rights issues and just highlight to them, like what is actually going on. If you're able to change one heart and one mind in your life, it'll go a super long way. So that's, that's, that's like the, you know, micro level approach. And then there's the macro level approach where like you were talking about, you go to those school board meetings, you go protest, you go to these things. You, I, I know a lot of conservatives shy away from the phrase activist. I do too. Cause when I hear activist, I think of a person with like yellow hair and just like going crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's, I, I get that, but you know, we have to be activated to influence culture and be in society all spheres of society christians should be the hands and feet of jesus bringing the hope and the peace and the love that we have in the gospel of jesus christ and that we can only find in the gospel of jesus christ and so we should be going out there so go to those school board meetings participate make your voices heard email the professors email your your school your you know children's teachers you know go out tell your corporations that you you don't like what they're espousing go out make your voice heard be vocal on social media because right now what's happening it's actually i think you and i can both agree most americans don't care about all this politics stuff they're too busy with the day-to-day and they just want to get get through but what has happened is that we have compromised and we have, as Christians, we let go of the education system. And so the education system was turning out um, activists, left-wing activists who are then graduating and then going into these companies and infiltrating them. And so, but it's a very, still a very fringe sect of society, very few amount of people who are super loud and controlling everything. But then if we, as a, as a collective, as a church, and as Christians, and not only Christians, but conservatives as a whole, if we all spoke out very powerfully, like that would change our culture because people will know, oh, shoot, all these left-wing talking points, points aren't as popular as we thought they were. And so it'll change. Uh, because, you know, when I first got canceled, when I first spoke out as a conservative, I got so many messages from people like, hey, like, Thank you so much for speaking out. I could never speak out because I would get canceled. I'm like, dude, if every single person who messaged me spoke out like with me, more, much more people, many more people would have realized that BLM, that the left, all this progressivism is not as popular as you would think. And and so you have to make your voice out there publicly, engage in culture, engage in the larger community, engage on social media, be there, be a voice, because what's happening, what the left has done effectively is they've done that. They've gone to different corporations. They've gone to different spheres of society. They're very vocal on social media, right? So we Mm -hmm. have to do the same. We can't just give that up because those things control the flow of information and those things control our culture today. And if we want to change that, and if we want to see things get better in this country, we as Christians and conservatives need to do that. 
be public, be very vocal, be bold. Even if you fear being canceled, if every single person, you know, again, spoke out and was bold about it, then we wouldn't see, you know, we'd be uncancelable. Really, we'd be uncancelable. Right. We, we've, we've given away our authority mm-hmm. in Christ to a society that, um, that's run wild. And I, I think uh, a lot of Christians don't really understand or know their identity that they have in Christ. And, and you know, I, I put myself in a lot of these categories where it's like, yeah, I'm stepping out, but maybe not enough. And, and you know, I really don't care about getting canceled. It seems like the left has an attitude of what do you got to lose? I don't have anything to lose. Half of them are, you know, living off the government dole anyway. And so yeah. they don't have anything to lose, so they're going to fight. But, you know, you look at conservatives, you know, they got a, a very nice job. Typically, they're they're hardworking. They got businesses. I'm, you know, I'm self-employed and all these things. And it's like, you know, I got a lot to lose if I stick my neck out. Yeah. But I, like you said earlier, we're at a point that um, you either stick your neck out now or it'll be cut off later. Yeah, and you won't exactly. have a choice. Mm-hmm. And and to me, this everything we've been going through is really a a, a primer for what Christians will encounter. And mm-hmm. I and I'm looking at that and thinking, you know, how and here you know I'm saying the church again, but you know I've been in church uh, probably thirty something years now. We've let we've we've raised a bunch of uh, one a preacher I heard him say he says we've raised chocolate soldiers. You know, when the heat gets turned up, we start to melt and we don't get bold and we don't stand up. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at what really disturbed me the most is when we went through this this COVID and and looking at churches and and just seeing how they reacted. You know, we're giving sermons about fear, Mm -hmm. but we're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, I get the health things of it. When it first started, everybody kind of was on the same page. Yeah. Okay, we don't know what we're dealing with. But then we started seeing some cracks in the dam, you know, of of politicians not wearing it. And then liquor stores and Home Depot open and churches were told they couldn't meet and they couldn't sing. You know, things started to, you know, the people with discernment, I think, go, well, that's not right. Yeah. And maybe I should just say, no, I'm, I'm staying open and we're going to have church in service, whether you like it or not. And a couple of churches in California did that. You know, here in Tennessee, there was a few, I think, maybe that stood up, but wasn't a big onslaught. And I'm looking at this going, where is everybody? You know, here we are today. And it's the weirdest thing for me. You walk in a store and people still wearing masks. I'm like, what's going on with the mask? You know, I feel like I'm in a third world country or something where people are wearing masks. The more you learn about this virus, the more you realize that uh, we shouldn't be fearing this thing at all. I mean, it's really no worse than the, the influenza. And, uh, you know, we haven't heard that word used all year. You know, influenza, the flu. Yeah. It got taken away by something else. Yeah. But we've, it's, it's interesting to just hear something, you know, not to fear, but then we're walking around fearing everything. And fear has gripped this country. Yeah. It's gripped the church. It's gripped this country. And, you know, the churches should be the first ones that aren't fearing. Because yep. everybody else is looking at the church going, well, what are y'all guys going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, look, they're doing everything that we're doing. So they must not know any more than we do. So let's not follow them. So 
we're not being great examples of what we should be doing. And it's because, like you say, we, we don't want to get political. We don't want to stand out. We don't rebel. You know, I, I've heard, oh, we'll render Caesar what is Caesar's. You know, oh, really? Come on. Okay, so Bonhoeffer, uh, let's see, if he rendered Caesar what was Caesar's, then there'd be a lot more dead Jews then, right? Absolutely. And, and you look at what the, I'm not a great historian, so, and I can't remember half this stuff, but, you know, it's, it's I read in one of his, uh, what was about the German church, you know, it, it was happening right underneath them, and they were totally clueless to it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that seems kind of familiar. It's right under our noses. This whole virus is going on. It's right under our noses. And if you just pull back the curtain and start really digging, you'll start seeing the money flow, and you'll start seeing the power flow, and you'll start seeing that this is actually wasn't an accident. Mm -hmm. And how how it's really, you know, what is it, 0.9997% deadly? Now, I heard it today. There's more... There were more murders in Chicago over the weekend than there were deaths from COVID. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, we're making same the thing, whole country yeah. wear a mask. Yeah, you know? same same thing in Washington D.C. Same thing in cities across the country. I think you know that's really interesting that you mentioned that because I tweeted about this. You know, a lot of churches saying, uh, "I'm no longer a slave to fear," and then you oh, know, God. and then they go on to like wear a mask while they're singing. It's hilarious. And here's the thing: it's like I'm not. But here's let's let's say we had like a a, a plague a plague breakout a real and, plague yeah yeah and it was like eighty percent chance if you catch it you die okay I think there's room to talk about hey let's not meet I don't want eighty percent of people in my church to just drop dead but right. then like you said in the beginning I think it was okay I think it was okay because we don't know this virus when I when it first broke out too I was really scared I was like freak whenever I come home from Costco or something, I'll throw all my clothes into the <laughs> washing machine. And I'll wash everything. Cause you know, I, I have uh, immunocompromised family members and I was living with them. I wanted to be very careful, but like you said, the more that you learn about this virus and the more you, that you see what's going on, you realize it's not about your health. It's really not about your health. I mean, like you said, all these politicians are breaking their own rules while you have to be a subservient slave and just obey their whims. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They break every single one of their rules. And on top of that, this virus is not as deadly as they have you know, said it would be. And on top of that, if you're vaccinated, then you know, you you're safe. Like it literally says if you're if you're vaccinated, all the science points to the fact that you don't you aren't gonna die from this. Like it's really, really minuscule. It, but it, that's a, that's a line itself, you know. I mean, there right now people that are vaccinated are shedding. Right. So then, so then, you know, it goes into so my yeah, point is like, it, it was, it was never the point where if you get vaccinated, you can't transmit the disease. That's why the whole idea of vaccine passports and vaccine mandates makes no sense because if you're vaccinated, according to the science, you should be safe. That's fine. But then, but then if you're not vaccinated, like I'm not, but I already got COVID before I have antibodies. I have natural immunity. There are papers that show that natural immunity might even be more effective than the vaccine. There's no point in me getting the vaccine. And there's so many different side effects. There's so many things to consider with the vaccine. I think I'm okay. I'd rather just live my life and not put an experimental drug into my body. Exactly. You know, because these are things to consider. And then, but then Christians are all like, 
no, if you don't love your, you don't love your neighbor, if you don't get the vaccine, I'm just like, do you guys even have you guys even looked into any of this? And it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, so many pastors are gripped by fear. So many people are gripped by fear. So many Christians are gripped by fear. And the easiest people to control are those in fear. Like, you know, Bonhoeffer talked about this in his biography, too, where the German church was like, you know, you know, Hitler had all and the Nazis. They have, you know, our best interests in mind. It's okay. We can just obey the government. And I've seen so many Christians say, Romans 13, submit to the government. I'm like, no, that doesn't mean you blindly obey what the government tells you to do. Literally, the apostles in the early church where they were jailed, they're thrown into Colosseums, they're crucified and burned alive because they were in violation of the Roman Empire and all these other you know, nations where they preached the gospel and it was illegal to preach the gospel. They went in violation against their governments. What Romans 13 is talking about is gladly and humbly accepting the consequences and the punishment that comes as a result. So you submit to that as a result of being a Christian and walking out in faith and in boldness. It never says to obey everything that the government says. It's ridiculous. All these Christians, they really bend over backwards in order to justify their passivity and complacency. I'm like, you guys, you guys have to understand what's going on. You have to take, you go deeper and actually understand what you're actually saying. Cause so many of what you're saying, so much of what you're saying is wrong, makes no sense, has no psychological or like philosophical basis to it whatsoever you're just parroting the same nonsense that mainstream media is just telling you to say and all these politicians are telling you to say you need to learn how to think for yourself and unfortunately like you said we've bred and raised and cultivated a generation of chocolate soldiers where the moment they feel hardship they run away and they melt it's so (laughs) sad yeah all right so so i I said this before but Given so we'll wrap up here, but what's our give us our last step? What are our steps we need to do? Like you said, we yeah. need to to go deeper, mm-hmm. meaning don't just read the or listen to the. I don't. I don't. Hopefully, there's not a lot of Christians out there that follow ABC, CBS, NBC, <laughs> M- MPT, XYZ, CNN, Fox News. Now, I mean, it's it's. I, I stopped watching that, especially Fox News. I've, I've just had to turn that off. And you know, I'm I'm looking on YouTube for N- NTD and and the Victory Channel. They got some great stuff. And some of these other, you know, independent America. Mm-hmm. I think it's was it America One Network or something. You One know, America, you, yeah. you've got other Christians that are bringing you the news that um, you're not going to hear anywhere else because mm-hmm. it's been canceled. Yeah. So we have to start looking outside the normals uh, area. Yeah. Right. For, for what's right and that's not conspiracy mm-hmm. you know the stuff on the vaccines that i'm learning right now uh you know six months ago was was pure you know uh conspiracy theory and it's amazing how many doctors can show you proof that it's not mm-hmm. you won't get any of that anywhere else so you have to dig for it and and when when our leaders don't want to dig because they think it's political and they don't want to get into the political parts of this country and what's going on, then they're not, they're not knowledgeable on what's going on. I watched something yesterday with Rob McCoy out of, I think he's out of, is he Texas or, or California, his church. He had um, uh, Dr. Rose on there with the mm-hmm. scalpel podcast. And it's incredible what you People need to go to the, to the Rob McCoy, listen to him, listen to uh, the scalpel with Dr. Rose, 
you'll learn so much credible information about this vaccine and what's going on. And, you know, you have Christian leaders like that that are standing up and looking for the information, looking mm-hmm. for the truth, not what's being propagated in all the mass media. You know, it should really make you wonder when a government is pushing something so hard, they're giving away concert tickets and lottery tickets and free McDonald's, then it must not be something that's really up and up if they have to give it away. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, okay. So I went on a little rant there. Sorry about that. Uh, so digging deeper, mm-hmm. knock on a friend's door, find somebody that thinks the same way you do, get together and form a pact and go after it, be more active. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, I mentioned this before, but it's twofold, right? You know, be a force in your immediate community, change your home, you know, just like even if there's just one close friend or person or family member that you know who's more liberal, just like open their eyes and do what you can. And also, you know, be active on social media, be vocal, don't be afraid, be bold. Because for me too, I, I risk losing my job every day. I mean, it's not like my company is super, super conservative. Um, they they do have, you know, they celebrated Pride Month, you know, people walk around with BLM shirts all the time. And I'm just like, you know, like it's, it's not a super, super conservative company. I, like I risk probably losing my job every day. Um, but, you know, I do it because I care. I, I do I do this and I say all this stuff because I care about the truth and truth needs to get out there. And so just be bold. And, you know, and like I said, like go deeper and, you know, go deeper. Like don't just take everything blindly because, again, these huge corporations and mainstream media outlets and politicians and professors, they don't have your best interest in mind. You know, recently it was it was revealed that Sean King, the one of the most prominent left doing activists, he always talks about inequality. Oh, you know, so bad. Black people live in such poverty in this country. He lives in a nearly one million dollar lavish home in New Jersey. I mean, it's like these people don't care about you. They really don't. They're all in it for themselves. So, you know, not saying you should always just never, ever, ever trust anyone, but have a healthy skepticism when especially comes to people in power. Because like I said, Pfizer, for example, Pfizer, in, in the first half of 2021, they made $33 billion off of COVID vaccine sales alone. In 2020, without the COVID vaccine, they made $44 billion. So they nearly doubled their revenue and half a year from the COVID vaccine, on top of that, they're pushing boosters. It's not about your health. And who paid it's not them? about your health. Who paid them? The government, exactly. which is who? Which is us. us. You, yeah. me, paid them. Because- which is, yeah, which is a little more complicated because, you know, the gov- government it, it engages with deficit spending. So then, you know, the Federal Reserve just prints all these money, yeah. all this money, and then they, you know, try to pay it out. And then on top of that, they try to recuperate all their losses with tax dollars. And if they can't, they do bonds. And, you know, it's, it's a mess. And so that's also something to consider, too, because Biden inflation is really, really bad right now. It's getting worse. You know, there's a worker shortage, labor shortage, you know, grocery shortage, the shortage is everywhere. I see this, you know, the supply chain in this country is being completely decimated because people aren't willing to work and they're incentivized to stay home. You know, he extended the eviction moratorium so people don't have an incentive to pay their rent. You know, it's, it's ruining this country. And so, again, Christians, you need they need to be aware, like the fact that our gas prices are like twice as expensive as it was this time, like a year ago. It's not a coincidence. This right. is happening right in front of your eyes and under your nose. 
because you voted for this. Like a lot of these Christians voted for this. And so again, you have to go deeper, look into it. A lot of this just honestly takes 10 minutes out of your day to do a simple internet search to look up what's actually going on. It'll blow your mind and it doesn't take that much work. And I'll say this, um, if you can't do a simple internet search for five minutes to look for the truth about a certain topic, how can you confidently say that you're picking up your cross and following Jesus? If you can't do something as simple as that, and you think that's too much work and that's too much mental fatigue and all that stuff, I don't know how confidently you can say that you're picking up your cross and following Jesus Christ. The other thing would be to check your website out, right? Or your, your YouTube channel. Right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a lot of YouTube because I've been pretty yeah. busy, but you know, yeah. I'm pretty active on all other social medias like Instagram, Twitter, because that's where the information war is happening. And I want to be active there to just change hearts and change minds. So that's where I'm really active. Facebook, is, Instagram, Is Instagram Twitter. the best one? Which one's the best yeah. one kind of really to get that? Yeah, Instagram is my main platform, but I usually spend the um, tip. I tend to spend the most time on Twitter these days just because like that's where all the news happens. Okay. Um, but yeah. Instagram and Twitter are like my two main right now. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Kongman, it's been it's been really fun. I enjoyed. I love your energy. I wish everybody had your energy. And of course, you know it, it's not a made up energy. It's your passion and your heart for this country, and especially for the unborn. And I definitely appreciate that. We definitely need more more people like you in this world uh, to stand up and to fight and to speak out. And so I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, and you just keep up the faith. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I'm, you know, glad to be here. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Remnant Revolution. Until next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.